welcome to Monster Dear Monster, a multimedia monster podcast. I'm your host, Cameron, and tonight with me, I've got, uh, to my left, as is tradition, Dave. Dave, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm I'm to the left still. Okay, cool. Yep. <laughs> You're on everyone's left. And, okay. And uh, off to my right, I have the inestimable, inestimable Matt. Matt, how's your day going? I'm good. I'm in uh, recording studio number two again, mother-in-law's as standard, um, recovering from a very large roast dinner. So try not to go sleep at the moment, but I'm hanging in there. It's recording yeah. time. Yep, yep. And this week we are covering, for technically the third time, Neo, uh, which is, is quite nice because Matt and I went around the last time Dave covered this. Uh, for those of, who, those of you who aren't in the know, Neo is a third-person action RPG uh, with... Uh, set in feudal Japan, is it? Yeah. Feudal yeah. Japan? Yeah, yeah, feudal era Japan, uh, where you play a white samurai based on historical fact. Uh, however, we're in it for the monsters, and it is chock full of yokai, which are the traditional Japanese folklore creatures. Uh, let's see. Uh, Dave, uh, how did you find Neo? Just a quick recap. Oh, um, yeah, I'm still... Uh plugging away at it um i really enjoyed this game uh not only for the setting but for the combat um it's not something that we really you know normally dig into but the systems in this are pretty pretty robust uh it's a little quicker than say dark souls (laughs) it's a bit closer (laughs) to to bloodborne and in terms of speed of combat uh but you get Rand- uh, not random. Uh, you get various skill trees and un- unlocking um, special moves and that kind of thing. So it's uh, it's by the same co- company that did uh, Ninja Gaiden, uh, and it, it hues more toward uh, that, maybe both um, aesthetically and in terms of gameplay. Uh, it's good. I mean, I, I put in like 150 hours, so you know, it's no no it's small good. Good. no small shakes. It's uh, a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh and you Matt? Yeah, I'm I haven't played it as much as Dave. I'm not as hardcore as him, unfortunately. I just it's one of those where I I, I got it at release and I really got stuck into it and then it, unfortunately it sort of tied in from when I was moving house and you know and all that sort of stuff really. So it's one of those where I'm probably about halfway through the first playthrough, which isn't great because obviously, you know, there's quite a few DLCs now since then. But I've got I've got the season pass. I'm ready to delve into it. It's not it's not actually not a game. I'm not I haven't neglected it because I don't like it. It's just one of those that I just need to get in the zone to uh, pick it up and play it again, really, because I find it quite you know a bit like the Souls games. I find them quite exhausting. <laughs> I have to play them in in uh, you know certain times and such like. So I. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get stuck back into it. it. You know, it ticks all the boxes for me: the the setting, uh, the monsters, the, the gameplay. It's just, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm probably gonna ask for a bit of help, Dave, to help me. <laughs> I'm always <laughs> around <laughs> to help me. I, I, th- I think it's sort of got to the point now where I'm gonna try and power through the rest of it, really, um, mm-hmm. so so I can play a bit of catch up. But uh, yeah, really enjoying it. Um, how about you, Cameron? Uh, yeah, no, I absolutely loved it. Um, I've yet to finish either of the DLCs. Um, it came out in an awkward time where I suddenly started running out of free time for, <laughs> uh, for me, unfortunately. But I have finished a full playthrough and about three quarters of a New Game Plus playthrough. And yeah, no, I really loved it. Um, my favorite thing, honestly, was the setting because it's so different, at least for me, to play a sort of a fantasy action RPG where it's a pure sort of Japanese setting with traditional Japanese lore and monsters is really, really enjoyable. And a lot of things that really surprised me. What more <laughs> could you ask about for? a bit? Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, with that, how about we get right into it? Uh, Matt, what's your pick for uh, Yokai of the Week? Yokai of the Week. Duh, duh. Right, okay. <laughs> 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 Um, my choice, uh, Yokai of the Week, is start a uh, counter podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yokai, yeah, yeah. We'll uh, we'll trademark that jingle. Um, mm. I want all the rights. Um, right. So my choice is um, I've gone for the Wheel Monk, or in the law would be known as the Wan Yudo, 
uh, forgive my pronunciation. I'm not very good at that. But um, yeah, so the, the wheel monk or the translation in the law is wheel priest um, is a is an enemy that I find quite frustrating in the game. Um, it's a effect. Well, for people that are not familiar, it's a giant ox cart wheel with a man's well i say a man's face on the on the side of it sort of <laughs> um uh who's who's bald which is um the hence the name monk and wheel monk um he's it has flame-based attacks uh sprouts uh, flames out its mouth and and flames as it rolls around i mean the actual law behind the one you do uh, is quite interesting, actually. It's, they're effectively servants of hell. They, they, uh, as it says, it's the, the they're patrolling, you know, between earth and and hell. They effectively they're servants that have got a previously bad or evil past that are sent back to get other evil people or <laughs> or enemies um and take them back to hell to judge them which i think yeah. is a really interesting um mm. uh, sort of background to them um it's almost like their their whole basis is to redeem themselves i suppose um yeah. you know to right their wrongs but what's quite interesting with the one you're doing is that they're they're actually, in some cases, exceptionally evil. So I think that it's so. It's, I find it quite interesting because obviously, in a lot of other uh, stories and and lore, uh, you you've got a situation where evil, you know, people of immense evil um, are often can't be redeemed and and then obviously tortured for it, or you know, will get their justice. And it's odd in these in the case of of the the wheel monks in in the sense that they they're almost redoing what they potentially would have done in the first place. So if they've, you know, they've caused a lot of evil in their former lives, if you want to call it that way, they've been, they come back to then cause more pain and suffering. So it's, it's a really odd juxtaposition, really. I think it's a really odd, odd situation, but I think that's why I find them quite interesting. Um, they, again, according to the law, their diet is souls, and occasionally they snack on babies. Um, not really relevant in the, in the scheme of Neo, um, but, you know, for of interest, that is what they do. Um, shows you how evil uh, they actually are. Um, so, yeah, so they, they, they're sort of general, uh, well, in this case, habitat. They, they're, on, they're often on roads and mountain passes. They, you know, parade the the likely locations of people that are wondering, you know, and, and, you know, catch them unaware. And I mean, and it actually says, I think in, in other parts of law that that's how you, you deal with the one you is literally avoid them. That's the best way of dealing with them. Um, they, they encourage, uh, lo- local, you know, local villages and, and, and such like to, you know, lo- basically lock your doors, stay, you know, stay inside, keep away from them. That's the best way of dealing with them, especially if they're after you. Your, your child, which is obviously what they uh, they choose to snack on. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're pure evil. <laughs> they're just they're a really nasty um, uh, creature. I think the style is great. I mean, I know the the, the team obviously at uh, so it was, it was um, is it Ninja Theory or was it Tim? No, Team Ninja isn't that make Neo? Uh, Mind blank. Team Ninja. I think. Team Ninja. Yeah. That's it. So they obviously there is homage towards the Souls games. You can, you know, for me, you could see the likeness to the wheels in, you know, in like Bloodborne and such like. You can see, you know, I don't obviously from a lore point of view they're not, but I can see why they obviously wanted to, act, you know, include them in in their game. I mean, both aesthetically and from a a, you know, a, a gameplay design point of view, they're very interesting because they're frustrating. They're really frustrating uh, creatures to deal with. That you know, when because when you encounter them, which is fairly early on from memory, uh, well, it would be because I haven't played that much of the game. So, um, but they, 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 they're frustrating because they, you find them often in very claustrophobic and enclosed locations where they literally. Spin. It's, I find them funny when they're, they're spinning on the spot. They then will just slam into you. They'll 
you know, spout flames over you. Um, there's some nice little other design choices with them. Like, for example, if you if you hit them enough times to stun them and you then, you know, go in for a critical hit while they're on the floor, if you stay in too long, they sort of sprout and burst back into flames and that can, you know, damage you as well, which is quite a good design choice. Um, yeah, like I said, I think from a law point of view, they they they're fantastic really i think they're just really interesting um it says and again it in the law in in buddhist cosmology that the the souls of the damned are reborn in hell to be tortured until their sins have been atoned for it so in you know like i said earlier that the particularly evil ones become these servants of hell um and the um the yeah the males are known as one the females are known as kata waga ruma Again, excuse my pronunciation, but um, yeah. So basically, it says the, the only the most cruel lords, ladies, generals, and kings are transformed into what's called uh, katasharin. These crippled uh, wagon wheels fly through the air, patrolling the highways and roads between hell and earth, searching for souls to drag back for their infernal masters. It's it's an odd concept that how evil they are, and they're a wheel. <laughs> you know, when, mm. when you're actually describing that, they're they're a wheel with an evil man or face on them but i think that portrays them very well because because they're supposed to be reveling in what they're doing the you know even if you look at them in the you know in any of the lore and such like but even if you look at them in neo as well you can see that evil nasty grin on them that they're reveling in causing you and burning you and causing you more pain um so yeah i i think they're a fantastic uh creature to uh talk about um what i mean uh dave what do you think of them yeah, I really enjoyed the first encounter. Um, I think more from a visual perspective, this was one of the, f- the few enemies where you see them from a distance, like long before you you know see what it actually is. You just sort of see this flaming trail um, coursing through a, a village. Um, I believe I came when I found these guys um i was on the rooftops so i couldn't even tell what it was i just kind of rolling through the um alleyways and you know you, you as you do you well you either avoid it uh i guess <laughs> which is yeah you know in line with uh, the folklore or you know in, the, in, the, in this case maybe, maybe go to meet it head on um literally <laughs> and uh <laughs> um these guys, I mean, a lot of stuff within the game, um, especially when you're in a higher up area, you're able to do like plunging attacks, and it, it deals massive like critical damage. On on these guys, for the most part, if you try that, you end up hitting the top of the wheel, which is on fire, and it doesn't allow <laughs> you to deal. Actually, I don't think it was letting me do any damage. I was just bouncing off, um, and then I was on fire. So it's, <laughs> it was a, not a valid tactic. Um, visually within the game, another interesting thing is they're not just, it's not just a single face. Um, there's on each side of the wheel um, a, a face of a man. Mm-hmm. And on the, on the back side of the wheel, uh, the, the face is like occluded by um, shards of the uh, Amrita. Um, so yes, that's, Amrita. that's the, yeah. the weak yeah. point um, you can get. I mean, technically, I guess it's a backstab um, on this enemy, but really, you're just jabbing it in the other face. <laughs> um, <laughs> th- but that'll get you your your critical damage. And as, as you said, it uh, it spouts flames, but it's sort of like a flamethrower. It sits in place and just does a wide uh, swath of fire that it's blowing out of its mouth. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's a it's an interesting thing, and. Um, I, I may have discussed this in the in a, the our previous episode of this of Neo, but it's really good that they don't fly. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> that would have just been no good, no no fun at all. Uh, I wonder if they had initially tried that. I mean, this will roll up at, up hills and it'll chase you. It's a long leash. This will chase you for a while if you just mm-hmm. try to run. Uh, but there. It's one of the few enemies that really patrols a path. Like they're, you know, I mean, they're searching for you or for, you know, these souls to, to drag back to hell. Um, but you can avoid them in, yeah. in most most cases. There's maybe a few instances where it's a little bit harder mm-hmm. to do so. Uh, or they're, um, 
in the D the first DC DLC, I believe, there's a couple cases where they're like around a corner, so it's more of a surprise yeah. encounter. Yeah. Um, but on okay. on the whole, uh, they're on a path that you can watch because they're on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. You, you're generally um, not surprised when you're talking no. to these guys. No. Well, I think in the early game, well, it's what I've played is that I think there's a couple of missions where you have to take them out, don't you? I think it's actually near where the sort of, I think the side mission after the first time you find them in a main mission when you're yeah. across the village yeah, rooftops. There's, there's yeah, there's three that you have to um, defeat yeah. to clear the to clear the mission. Um, and yeah. that, I think that is the first time you encounter them. Yeah. Because it's, so. um, mm-hmm. it's the second side mission that's using the first um, area of the game um but yeah it's it can be difficult i mean these guys can almost one shot you if they yeah they, they do like a rolling charge and if you get caught mm-hmm. with that um i mean thankfully it's in a straight line and and our our protagonist william is pretty good at dodging <laughs> unless you are, are bad at dodging <laughs> get good so caught uh, yeah <laughs> or if you're pinned against like a like an alleyway i mean they they orchestrate these encounters pretty well, where yeah, it's in definitely. favor of the um, one you do. Mm-hmm. What about you, Cameron? What do you think? Uh, yeah, these guys are hell on wheels. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no one had said it yet. Hey. <laughs> um, no, they are, in, in the game, they are very visually stunning i'd say especially like dave mentioned with the one face either side thing uh they just look really great um the the law that you stated matt about the best method is just avoiding them i took to heart when i play <laughs> uh whenever i play i do my best to avoid these things yeah. which unfortunately half the time it's look you have a corridor here this corridor is the way forward. <laughs> It's about five feet wide, and at one end there's one you do, and the other end is you. <laughs> um, so sometimes you just can't avoid them. Uh, and honestly, all the all the time you were talking about um, how their job is to bring evil souls back to hell for judgment, I just kept thinking, so these things are like Japanese Ghost Rider? Yeah. <laughs> <Getting it right? laughs> yeah. yeah. Just the bike, yeah. though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you, you could, like put two together on a on a very big motorcycle frame and then I don't know <laughs> pop the big bone giant from Lake Bane in. <laughs> oh, that would probably be pretty horrifying. It would be horrific. Uh, but yeah, no, I really like them and I think they were really well done. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you got you got a little um a story from Kyoto in here actually about oh, a woman yeah. who peeked out at a Wanyudo. Demon said, instead of looking at me, look at your own child. And she turns around, her baby's had its legs bitten off by it, and like, wow, these things are nasty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're not a great time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Mm. They're, they're nasty creatures. But I, I, but then I think that's how they're supposed to be portrayed, that they, oh, like yeah. I said earlier, they revel in what they're doing. They're, they, you know, ultimately, they're former, well, they still are evil. They, you know, I was going to say they're former evildoers, but they're not. They're still evil. They're just they're, they're evil with now with a job to look for other evil people. You know, it, mm. it's you know, it's it's quite hypocritical of them that they're judging. They're they're sending other evildoers for judgment while they're carrying up their own evil ways to do it. Well, I know. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, maybe it's more effective because it, being an evildoer, they they may have some sort of. Uh, well, predisposition they, to recognizing, you know, evil yeah, they think like an evildoer. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't no, think they know. think though. They just roll and <laughs> flame. Yeah, well, yeah. In, in, yeah. in the game, of course. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. yeah, I know. See, now I'm just imagining um psychopaths, but with wheel monks instead of uh, enforcers. <laughs> hey, it may happen. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> but you're a late. You're a latent wheel monk. You'll never be anything but a latent wheel monk. <laughs> now here's your wheel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get out. Oh god. Uh, well, I think uh, I think that about covers our one you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dave, what are you bringing to the table tonight? Uh, I have uh, chosen the Namahage. So these are an enemy you encounter in the 
first uh, DLC, Dragon of the North. And yep. they are... I think they're probably my most uh, hated enemy um, to, to actually fight. I don't know. I had, I still have such a trouble um, dealing with these guys. And a lot of it, again, is location. Um, these guys give that... I mean, even even their silhouette cuts a, um, a huge closely to like the, the Capra Demon. So they're uh, a large... I don't know, um, three, three meters. They're pretty tall. Um, maybe two and a half. Uh, and they're, they carry these huge cleavers. And a lot of times when you're fighting these guys, it's in an enclosed space. And with them being so big and their reach so like long, you don't really have a lot of room to dodge. And one or one hit, maybe one and a half kill, kills you. Uh, so from a gameplay perspective, um, yeah, they're just really tough. Um, looking at their lore, I thought was really interesting. So the, the original lore, um, that, that these guys hold to, um, so their name, Namahage, Mm -hmm. it means peeled blisters. Um, so these guys basically, yeah, (laughs) so these guys, what they do is they, uh, like, the Wanyudo, they're they're sort of tasked with, um, like vetting um, lazy lazy people. Mm. So they go around in the villages and look for people that are not doing their jobs, not contributing to society. I mean, when you, when you look at um, the time that this uh, creature was, you know, supposedly to be um, out and about. It's the society is you know it's utterly uh, agrarian. So if you're not contributing, I mean, someone's you're not going to make it through the winter. I mean, this is a for farming society, so you can't really have lazy farmers. It's just not gonna not gonna work out well for, for anybody. <laughs> um, so the reason they're called um, peeled blisters is one of the the things that they would ask when they're they. they go house house or door to door i guess um in the villages and knock on the doors and they ask um have your blisters peeled yet uh because the sign of a lazy person is someone during the winter that is just content to sit by the fire and they have their kind of feet propped up and uh over a long enough period of time of just lazing about i mean their the soles of their feet will blister from the heat mm-hmm. so that was their their <laughs> Mo going around just going, hey, have you, have you and, it's uh, so sh- it's so your specific. It's yeah, great. It's very, it's well, a lot of these things are very specific. Um, That's what I love about it. Yeah, which makes it you know that much more interesting. So their their description um, is they look like a standard oni with uh, red or blue skin. I mean, in the case of Neo, they're they tend toward blue, blue gray skin. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. They have wild hair and wild eyes and large mouths full of sharp teeth uh, and a pair of horns on their forehead. They wear straw leggings and straw coats uh, and carry large blades. Mm, as far as lore versus um, in-game appearance, this is like, it's a one-to-one. I mean, um, all of these description is exactly how they appear in the game. So I don't feel, I mean, other than their size, there doesn't seem to be a lot of artistic license um, being taken in depiction of these uh, in, in Neo. Um, the in-game lore, so if you, if you find yourself able to, like, dispatch enough of these guys, it, it unlocks... Um, bits of the lore and uh, that reads there I guess that this reads as um, as yokai that appear in legends from the Oga Peninsula in northern Dewa province the Namahage are viewed as savage servants of the gods it's said that they don straw masks and with a large knife or hatchet in hand visit houses in the neighborhood searching for those guilty of laziness or bad behavior um Unfortunately, it doesn't specify what that bad behavior is, but it would be kind of good to know. Um, 
mm-hmm. laziness is understandable, but you know, bad behavior, what, what constitutes that? And you might want to know as someone that could be visited by one of these guys. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as such, threats of the Namahage are, um, coming are often used to scare children into good behavior. So I guess there's your, there's your a little bit more of a specific, mm. sort of, you know, morality mm. tale or a, a warning mm. to keep kids in line. Um, you know, we see that with um, maybe like, uh, Krampus or, or similar um, large angry uh, spirits <laughs> um, <laughs> within the game uh, the Namahage serving the Date um, empathize with Shigazane who gave up his humanity in service of Masamune Date um, although they were also once human the power of this spirit stone so the Amrita um, have distorted their appearance into its demon like form it is believed that this transformation came about due to their tendency to scare people for good causes. Um, hmm. I, I mean, with that being the case, I wish that they employed some of these this lore in game um, to maybe. I think that they would have had to put more NPCs or something that for for you as William to interact with. Uh, that you know, maybe there was they could have built some sort of stat um, of what you're doing versus our goals in the mission, uh, accomplishing mm. them. And, you know, if you clear a certain portion of, of something, then these guys are going to like ignore you. That would have been kind of cool. Oh, that's a good idea. Uh, yeah. God, I um, wish. Yeah. <laughs> but, but they don't, they just <laughs> murder you. Um, and then it says, uh, since they're considered to be servants of the gods, many enemy troops lose the will to fight at the mere sight of them. Uh, I didn't really care if they were servants of the gods. I saw them and I was like, yeah, I'll just turn invisible and skip that part. Because <laughs> they're, they're just really hard to read um, t- to me. Uh, I think with a That's larger quite... weapon, you're, you can stun them a little bit. Um, but they recover really, really fast. And just the reach, the reach on their cleavers is too much. I don't know. Um, there's not, yeah, there's, the, the rest of it's just kind of telling their um, regional names. So it's not as relevant mm-hmm. because my, my Japanese is poor anyway. And <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what the, the difference in these names is. Uh, we'll have to, we'll have to consult somebody and get back to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh Cameron, did you run across these guys? Uh yeah. Uh, like I said, I haven't finished either of the DLCs yet, but I got far enough to meet these guys and it is <laughs> it, it is uh I won't say it was not fun. I will say it very quickly became tedious because the first time you really meet them, uh you you first meet one like sort of in near a ledge which is great because I kept falling off every time I tried to dodge, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, and then the next few are in these sort of more enclosed spaces where, you know, they've got these big wide swings and they're very big and fill up the screen and you just really can't do anything. So I got a lot of practice fighting those. Um, and for the most part at this point, I'm on avoidance duty again. These things <laughs> are too scary for me. <laughs> Cameron, did you do a pacifist run through Neo? Uh, I actually tried one. Turns out you still have to kill the bosses. Damn it. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, there's a fair few levels where I can go through without getting in a fight, which is always fun. Um, nice. But I really love these guys' design. They look super intimidating because yeah. they are super intimidating. <laughs> you know, uh, they're these big, tall, kind of skinny, but very wide-shouldered figures with, uh, like Dave mentioned, those sort of dried and rotted straw coats. Um, these kind of small, sharp faces with the big curling horns as well, and they've got a giant machete in one hand most of the time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, I really love the sort of the uh, the real-life folklore. You mentioned about um, they go around, they're the foot inspectors. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, show me your blisters, as uh, Matt put in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, they're really interesting. Um, 
Yeah, Dave, I do agree with it. It'd be interesting to have some sort of mechanic where you, you could be rewarded for quote-unquote good behavior, but I feel Neo would have to be a super different game for that to really function well. It like, would. I imagine, like, yeah. Or like, they I imagine, like, like... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, we're going there. Yeah, uh, I imagine, like, a proper open-world RPG, like, almost Skyrim-style, maybe you could have something like that work better. And it'd be interesting to see something along those lines as well with, uh, you know, just yokai. But as it is, Neo's all these separate small missions, so... It, yeah, it it's is, not but what they stuff. could have implemented now that I'm, like, thinking about it, and they've done this yeah. before, so this precedence in the game uh, is to make mm. more use of the gestures. Ah, um, uh, yeah. And I I know I talked about this one because you're supposed to be able to bow to um, mm. the kappa, and they bow back, and the, their their dish spills its water on their head, and they, they stop yeah. fighting. Um, yeah. But I spent a really long time bowing at this kappa and it just didn't do anything i mean i tried every kind of angle mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. they're hard to chase down anyway because they're really fast but man yeah. I, I bowed the crap out of that guy and nothing happens <laughs> other than me getting mad um <laughs> now uh yeah i guess i haven't gone back and tried to just bow at everything <laughs> but you know maybe being nice to these guys and saying like the thank you gesture or something yeah. i don't know um it's worth a shot because there's I mean, mm. the levels, and there's nothing, you know, to, to really lose after, you, after you've died, if you've either missed your um, your souls or yeah, collected them, yeah. and just minimal. Uh, you can kind of run around and test stuff. So, yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll give that a shot. One last thing I, I did, I didn't want, I just realized I almost skipped it. Um, so, uh, the, the, Matt dropped a picture in the, in the Discord. Um, these, the Namahage, um, they play another role uh, as far as like active uh, current day festivals, um, mm. yeah, especially in the uh, Akita prefecture, which was the old um, Dewa province, which is mentioned. Um, so it says the the villagers dress up in straw raincoats and leggings, don oni masks, and wield large knives. Wow, that's um... <laughs> they. <laughs> They go from house to house and play the part of the Namahage. Residents visited by these Namahage give presents such as mochi to their guests, um, while the Namahage <laughs> chastise kids and warn them to be good. Uh, newlywed couples are also harassed by these Namahage. They are expected to give an account of all the evil deeds they did during their first year together, as well as serve sake and food to the Namahage before sending them off. This is like a way scarier version of you know, confession. I guess you got yeah. someone with knives <laughs> and a creepy mask is there to get you. You probably should tell them the bad things you did. Um, that's amazing. Yeah, so I think that that's really cool, and that's it's an evocative mm. image, and you can see maybe um, some of these villagers or or soldiers, you know, playing this part uh, during you know in game, and when the Amrita. Uh, sort of spilled out the, the, the powers and summoning all these yokai uh, that it transformed maybe some of these people wearing the masks into actual um, Namahai. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, just just bouncing off your idea of using a gesture or something uh, uh, that you mentioned earlier. Uh, the, the, there are a few great moments in Neo where you do something and get a gesture and you go why would I ever use that for anything? I'm just imagining like uh, you start a level and it, you get a gesture that just says present foot. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, Willing just sticks one foot out and kind of looks around a little confused. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, oh, I just okay. imagine you get, you get a trophy that says foot fetish or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, I don't know. There's a lot that they could have done um, to mm. to differentiate this game a little bit more. Um, yeah, yeah. And I, there's, no, there's, I mean, there's some good stuff. Uh, yeah. There's good stuff in there, but you, you know, you have the mechanic um, where you can uh, mimic the Mujina, Mujina. The mimics, yeah. and they'll yeah. not attack you. Uh, yeah, or, and they have the um, um, the Nurakabe. Yeah, the Nurakabe. You, I mean, it's rock, paper, scissors. You just got to guess. You got two chances to, to yeah. decide if it's like a good, a neutral, or uh, an angry 
um, gesture, gesture will uh, pacify these um, the monsters, and they'll they'll let you um, go on your merry way through yeah. a you know a secret entrance or find a treasure. Or generally, it's a hot spring. Um, mm, mm. But yeah, I mean it's it's a neat feature, and I'm glad that they included it. And uh, I I don't know when I was looking at the the trophy stats, I, I didn't check recently, but when I was first yeah. playing, uh, I had the communicate to yokai uh, trophy like mm. really early because I was just like bowing to everything and <laughs> just running around <laughs> trying to trying to interact and see see what you know the limits of this system was because it it sort of intimates to you that you can <laughs> do this, but it doesn't outright tell you. And yeah. you certainly don't know um, whether or not it's going to have an effect later on. But that the trophy for getting that is like really low. It's a it's a yeah, low. Man. It's like le- less than ten percent at the time. I'm, I'm sure it's yeah you know, gone up quite a bit since then because there's a lot of people uh, playing this game more recently. That you know they they've included um, uh, PvP. Uh, mm, that that wasn't mm. in the um, release. This has been one game where they've done a lot of balancing and a lot of improving through the various patches, uh, mm. and I, I've been you know really pleased with that, with that. And it you know makes returning to the game fresh, um, especially well, if you've so, been away for a little while. Well, there's so many systems in the game, isn't there? Really, oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's very system heavy. There are, and I guess it can be daunting. I I spent so much time. Um, trying to you know there was no wiki uh when i when i started um well this podcast <laughs> really and uh i had to you know by myself go murder all these yokai to unlock the lore entry that it just took forever mm-hmm. um because a lot of them like the uh the karakasa and a few of the other ones the you the encounter rate on those is very low you don't run into them very often um, so mm-hmm. aside from replaying missions or hoping you bump into them again, you know, killing 10 of them uh, when you only run into like three uh, can be a, <laughs> you know, a chore. Or unlocking the lore for the, the bosses is daunting um, because if you, unless you're going in solo and then trying to go through the level again and again and again and just to beat these bosses, uh, you can get summoned in um, and help someone. And that's a, a quicker way to, because generally when you get summoned in, you'll be pulled right to the boss arena or, or close to it. A lot of people don't summon yeah. um, further ahead in the level. Um, but unless you physically deal, like, the killing blow, uh, it doesn't mm-hmm. give you that kill. Or at least it doesn't log in oh, as right, a, okay. um, a lore um, unlocking thing. So it took me a long... That's why I have 150 hours in the game. Was A lot of that's <laughs> me just <laughs> grinding for lore. Um, and you know, I, 140 I, I, I hours yeah. grinding for the you know, I beat the game in about an hour, so no problem. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, is there any, anything else um, about the Namahage that you guys want to talk about? Um, well, I, unfortunately, I've not come across. Yeah, you didn't run that far. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's funny actually. I just thought when you were talking about the. The bowing uh, side of things. I was, I was thought. Did you misinterpret the someone saying a, a bow only run? Misinterpreted yeah, bow only. And, and that was my. <laughs> it's not even a pacifist. That was my like uh, courteous respect. Run. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, respect, 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 for, respect for everybody. Yeah, no, and that's, get crunched. It's yeah. my favorite thing to do. I, I um, I'll run through like five or six gestures, uh, like when we. If, if I'm visiting with someone and I, I help them beat a boss, um, I'll sit there and just blast through a bunch of gestures just to see if they'll like respond. Or I, you know, I'll pick one <laughs> or two that I think are, are funny. Um, but a lot of times, people just like bounce. They just click the button and like leave. They're like, yeah. oh man, I'm in the middle of drinking my tea. This is my post-battle <laughs> sip of tea. Um, <laughs> You're just gloating on your victory, aren't you? Yeah, that's where again, that's where your 150 hours. <laughs> oh, it is. I spent a lot of time just. I think. I think the guy left, and I just kept doing gestures because it was funny. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. Uh, no, I think. That, I think it's a, a really interesting uh, creature. I, I thought. I thought it was quite ironic actually in the description which you read mm-hmm. earlier was the fact that that. Um, what does it say about 
where you know where when they're servants of God, does it? Many any many enemy troops lose the will to fight at the mere sight of them, which is quite ironic considering that they're there to punish people that are lazy. So then, <laughs> so, so the people just there just get freeze on the spot and don't do anything. So they, you know, yeah. Ironically, well, I mean, I don't, a bit I, don't, lazy. I don't know if they're equating like cowardice with being lazy. No. Now, no, if you're just... like loafing. Um, I can see that you're either going to do one, of, you're what either going to run way. away, or you're going to get up and do your job. So, yeah. uh, you're probably just going to run away. Honestly, yeah, these yeah. Guys are, these guys yeah. are pretty frightening. <laughs> no, it's, I think it's fascinating that they, like, like we alluded to earlier, the fact that a lot of these yokai are, have very particular reasons for existing, and the fact that they're they're picking on very particular. Uh, tra- human traits, and it, and I suppose it's like a like a lot of um, lore and stories that the fact that there's always a lesson behind them, you know, with the, you know, the, and, you know, is it the same with you know with religion and such? Like it's it, it's always got that basis that it's there to teach you something. That so the like you said, this is a, you know a creature that that was there to punish people that are lazy. The you know the the um, Yudo was to you know, punish people that are just naturally evil. And, and I think it's fascinating that they've, they've narrowed so many down to so many particular, you know, they've almost covered all the human traits, <laughs> you know, even some of the good ones, you know. Well, yeah. I mean, you look and there's one, there's over 100 um, yokai yeah. that are in like their mm. established um, bestiary folklore, yeah. or whatever you want to call it. Uh, and, I mean, there's some overlap, of course, when you pick a hundred different things, but yeah. these all have that, they know, that idea they're, they're may, they may not all be out to punish people, um, mm. but they're no, definitely built on uh, fears, um, desires, all these, all these kind of elements come together uh, to, to inform, I guess, the, the nature of these um, monsters. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm. I mean, the actual enemy design of them is interesting as well, in the sense that they they've got a combination of things. I've got the photo in front of me where you you think that the the combination of it wouldn't work. You've you know you've got some you know part samurai armor, you've got straw, you've got cleavers, and but you know, and as well as being you know like I said, three meters tall with huge fangs and. And uh, glowing red eyes and blue skin. It, you know, it, when you're describing, it sounds a bit of an odd combination, but the actual aesthetics of it looks fantastic. It's a really intimidating look. Again, I've not come across them, but they it works really well. It doesn't, you know, it sounds like, like I said, it could be quite a silly, just, you know, when you're describing it, but they don't. They look yeah, very, they don't look you know, very intimidating. <laughs> no, not at all. They could. You see them, you're don't. like, okay, I'm just going to... Like, I, I, I did, <laughs> um, speaking of, I guess... Uh, bowing runs most of my run in these games because i was going after the lore um i was just like invisible i just sneak past <laughs> everything um i mean i i had to stop and encounter things because of course i had to like kill 10 of the namahage it's like you you can't you know i can pick and choose my battles i, I if, if i know i'm just going after a lower dive i would just be going after like one particular monster just over and over again so yeah, but yeah, nice. they're definitely intimidating. I didn't mm. didn't enjoy getting racking up the kill counts enough to unlock the kill those guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, I think we've pretty well covered our Namahage, our peel mm-hmm. blister. Um, and I guess that leaves me. Um, and mentioned in passing just a couple of minutes ago, I have chosen what honestly I think is the um, the creature in this game that led to me learning the most. It's the Caracasa Umbrella. <laughs> uh, which um so i first encountered this creature during the the last chance demo they held a couple of weeks before the game's release um they had a small downloadable demo that was um one of the sort of the mid-game levels i want to say where you go to the village with the um the ogress yeah 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 yeah, yeah. um and you know I'm, I'm fair i'm a fair way through the level and i'm being attacked by a big big oni and i'm like oh there's a little shack just here so i'll duck in through the door where he can't get through and i duck in through the door and i stand still and i go into my inventory and then i hear that i'm taking damage <laughs> and get out the inventory as fast as i can and there's this umbrella standing up in the corner it jumps up folds itself out and shoots all these little paralytic needles at me i'm paralyzed and then it just kind of swoops through the air and hits William straight through the heart and kills him. I'm like, 
what? <laughs> <laughs> I just stopped to do some inventory management. I got murdered by an umbrella. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I really, really love these. They are fantastic. Um, so the basic description in the game is a yokai in a shape of an umbrella. It has a single large eye at its center and a single leg in place of a handle. Also known as Karakasa Kozo, the umbrella kid, and Ippon Ashi, one leg appears out of nowhere and startles people on rainy nights, uh, which it definitely did to me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and so these are super interesting. I said they were the thing that probably taught me the most um, because this creature introduced me to the concept of a sukumogami, um, again, forgive my pronunciation as well, um, which are objects or tools that have been imbued with spirit over time, which is actually also a mechanic in the game, um, there's a stat called familiarity on your weapons that builds as you use them over time and they do more damage and get stat buffs as you become more familiar with them and that kind of bond of spirit grows with the uh, item, which was actually quite cool. Um, but yeah, essentially it's um, it's a concept that anything that's owned for a long time sort of develops its own sentience or soul. Um and a lot of interpretations say that if an object reaches its 100th birthday, it could become a Tsukumogami. However, there are other interpretations in uh, a book called The Tales of Ise, which state that foxes that reach their 100th birthday become Tsukumogami. So uh, they're really pushing for um, you keep that box for a century, and one day it too can clatter around your house and shoot poison needles at you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... The, these are sort of this is this entire family of yoga in the Japanese mythology of what would happen if this household object develops or a soul or this one or this one or this particular set of tools. And I honestly, once I worked out what that was, I spent a few days on a on um, a deep researching dive, just reading about all the different ones. There's some really cool ones. Um and in the game, the Karakasa umbrella is based off sort of a group of umbrella-related Tsukumogami. So it's based on the Hone Karakasa, or the skeletal umbrella, which is what happens when you abandon an umbrella and it's just left there to rot and the skin of the umbrella sort of starts to peel away and you can see the skeleton of it underneath. There's also the Kasa Obake, which I don't have a translation for, unfortunately, and the It's just like umbrella monster. Yeah, yeah. And then there's also... <laughs> Karakasa Kozo, which is the Umbrella Kid, which is sort of the friendlier version. This is, I guess it's an umbrella that's been kept well over its hundred years because um, it's described as sort of just playful and mischievous as opposed to aggressive. Uh, and I believe the Karakasa Kozo as well, in particular, is described as having this sort of long tongue in addition to this uh, single eye and leg. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I know these are such... Like Tsukumogami in general is such a really cool concept that we don't really get in Western culture where, um, you know, there's lots of theories from a historical standpoint where, well, it might have developed as a thing to cut down on waste in a society where there weren't always, you know, resources easily at hand. You know, you've got to, you've got to venerate that old pot you've been using for, in your family for years and years and years because it's got a spirit in it. You know, you can't just throw it away because you don't want it anymore. You've got to keep using it and stuff like that. Um, and, yeah, no, it's just a really cool idea. Uh, Matt, what do you think of Karakase umbrellas? <laughs> they're, yeah, Karakase. They're, they're, they're fantastic, aren't they? They, they I mean, I was re- reading in the um, in the lore outside of Neo that they, another name for them, like, like you said, Umbrella Kid, they, they can be translated as Paper Umbrella Priest Boy. Is the mm-hmm. uh, another way of referring to them? Uh, I mean, it says here. I'm not reading out the the Night Parade of 100 Demons, one of the <clears throat> law books regarding yokai. Um, like you alluded to earlier about the long protruding tongue, that these ones are quite in. Well, in this part of the law, they're quite um, playful. Like you said, mm-hmm. they they. The one that says their favorite method of surprising humans is sneak up on them and deliver a large oily lick with their enormous tongues, <laughs> which may be traumatic, even though it isn't dangerous. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's it, uh, which I think is, is a good way of looking at it because obviously with a lot of the yokai, they, yes, a lot of them are aggressive and, you know, we've spoke about the ones earlier on in this episode, but not, not all of them are 
you know, a threatening, some, you know, playful. Um, and I think this, this, um, type of yokai these ones where they're you know it's a spirit inhabiting something you wouldn't even think of such as an umbrella i mean there's another one that's similar which is based around it's called the koyo korowin rin which is the it's a spirit of knowledge formed from ancient scrolls and books so you've got another yokai that's, that's made up of paper basically and um no i think these i mean in the game when i came across them i think like you i i well i didn't I don't think I played that much of the last chance demo. So I think I came mm. across them. I think it's a level that's leading up to the ogress. There's a level where you have to fight. Is it the flying bolt? It's a, uh, a yeah, yeah. creature that, um, that, yeah, I think that there's, I think, I think, again, I could be wrong, but I think that's why I remember no, them no. Com- coming up to them. And, and like you, they're one of those sort of enemies to, in the game. You, you, you can't believe what you're seeing. You know, you're thinking, uh, um, Am I getting attacked by an umbrella? You know, it's, it's, it sounds ludicrous when you say it, and you are you are getting attacked by, you know, a spirit within an umbrella. That it again, it it sounds silly, but I think again, it's quite fitting because again, with the the theme of Neo, that yes, it is a you know, it is fundamentally a serious game, and and obviously depicting um, law and and parts of history, but. You know, we know the quirkiness of the um, what the sorry, what the creatures called the one the the spirits that you you use uh, for special uh, powers. Uh, Sukumoga. Oh, the ones that we use. Yeah, uh, in, in the game. game. Yeah, uh, the um, uh, can't remember guardian that. spirits. Yes, the guardian spirits. Let's just they, go with that. Yeah, that's the ones I'm talking about. Uh, they, you know, they they're quite you know amusing and you know in their own right. The you know the Kadam, they're you know cute and fuzzy and you know they're you know they're a tree spirit, but they. You know, again, it shows you've got this full range of types of yokai. And again, these are a perfect representation of this side of things where they're not all serious. I mean, obviously in the game, they play, they're a very dangerous, um, creature. And, and like I said, they're one of those which t- at first comes across like they're going to be quite irritating. Um, but they, but they can, like I said, when combined with other, because they're, they're one of those that, that will just happily sap your health while you're dealing mm. with something that looks like it's going to be more aggressive, like, you know, like an Oni or, or such like. So no, I think, I think both lore wise and in game they're they're a fascinating, uh, creature. And I, I, you know, I think it, it, part of me thinks that when I, when I first come across them and including reading about them, I thought you, you, this isn't even plausible. This is, you know, they, <laughs> what is the purpose of these? But like I said, it, it shows that they're quite willing to include these sort of, you know, c- c- creatures in the game and, and still have re- relevancy, you know, even from a gameplay point of view. As well. um, what do you think of them, Dave? Yeah, I mean, they're they're fun. Uh, they can be a little bit annoying. They, they do have that um, <laughs> paralytic needle attack. Um, these are another enemy where by themselves, it's not a, generally not a problem unless they did, of course, surprise you in a small hut. But um, it's more when they're paired with other enemies because that the paralytic needles um it's like a 360 attack and it goes pretty far uh, if they hit you with that and you don't have um the um anti paralysis um mm. needle uh yeah. you're stun locked and then whatever the other monster will just probably kill you yep <laughs> so i mean by themselves, not a problem. When they're with other things, yeah, it's it's a little more something to consider. Um, but visually, they're you know they're a lot of fun. Like I said they just kind of hop around. Mm-hmm. They they don't look like they're uh, a threat, definitely. Um, and I think if it wasn't for that needle attack, there wouldn't be a really a problem because they, I think they're on the other attacks. They do the lick, um, but then mm-hmm. they they'll jump up and like. Uh, sort of like a flying spear yeah. attack, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so they have a little bit of a long range attack. Um, there's a couple areas where there's not one, but there's two of them, and mm. also um, in Itamomen, the um, I forgot the uh, English. Um, it's the the lady with the cloth. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the flying bolt. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's a couple encounters where it's the flying bolt and two of those umbrellas. That's super annoying because yeah. if, if she hits you with the, she has like a 
stun um, wrap. Yeah. You launch one of her claws and it just like hits you with slow-mo and if they hit you with paralysis, it's pretty much over. I mean, you can't move and then when you can move, the the slow motion movement lasts longer than the paralysis does. (laughs) You probably just end up getting killed. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. They're, they're, They're fun to look at, I guess. Little... Funny little purple umbrellas. Yeah. Well, in that case, I think we have some listener feedback. Although I can't see any of it at the moment, so I'm relying on we the do. two of you. We have, yeah. we have two, um, two messages. Do, uh, that we do you want to do, do... I'll do John if you want. Okay. Um, I'll, I guess I'll just kick it off with uh, a, a message from my Sinclair. Um, all right. My says, uh, my favorite yokai. My first kind, uh, well, my first is kind of lame, probably. I love the classic Oni. They're, they are classic and do an incredible <laughs> job of fitting the threat and fear when you first encounter them. And then, um, and then sort of a peon like quality once you get used to them. Uh, I, yeah, I can agree with that. We'll, you, mm. you run into those, those first iterations that are, um, I guess the first one you encounter is in the, it's not really a storage area, but the little, the little lodge, um, before yeah. you move um, on into the, the main village. Yeah. It's like the manor of the village chief or something. Yeah. And yeah. then you, you'll get the key to, to progress. Uh, but yeah, that, that first encounter, um, for one, yeah, you're in a small little area and again, you have a big, huge weapon. <laughs> Um, mm. but uh, <laughs> once you, I think those guys for, for in particular, once you get their movement pattern down, which is pretty set, um, they have a couple of like wild slashes they do. Uh, mm. but I've, yeah, I don't really have a problem with them unless again, I'm distracted by like another enemy. Like if you accidentally pull something else is following you and then you run into one of those guys, yeah, it could be a little, a little annoying. Um, mm. then she goes in to say um, Kappa so they're cute and the music is great <laughs> but damn it they aren't <laughs> annoying to chase down I agree yeah. uh, uh, they're great though they just remind um, me of Betty Hill <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, uh, should be, that should be the music playing <laughs> when you're chasing them yeah mm. uh, enjoy the first area in <laughs> the, the, the first DLC mm. uh, there's a Yay. fun Kappa chase around a bunch of yeah. chase. I know they they do have that um they have the great thing where when you run out of stamina they run around behind you and do the um fingers up your butt. <laughs> <laughs> they're just it's trying to get sort of your a backstab. Uh, they're trying to get your your butt your spirit out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as as she continues, um, perfect. Uh, Rokurokubi, uh, which we briefly discussed um i love how terrifying and threatening they are fitting some of the scarier plays and stories we were told as kids uh most games will use them as jokes but neo made them a real threat so so basically these guys are they look like standard soldiers uh oh, but if you get a headshot ones, yeah. on them um you find out that no they have like a crazy long snake neck um yeah. and like three times the health of a, a the, the regular <laughs> enemy. Um, they have a head whip move. They're still mm-hmm. armed with whatever their body was carrying. So it could be a rifle or two swords or axe or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But then at range, uh, they spout like fire or poison. It just depends on the, the, the version um, yeah, but yeah. it's like a, it's not a tracking fireball, but it definitely goes. No. It's it's pretty accurate, uh, and I think it yeah. explodes. Uh, yeah, they're <laughs> annoying, and sometimes there's like again two of them or, or more yes. at once. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, that's a, they look they look fantastic though. Yeah. They do. It's a, definitely go ahead. Definitely see them in other games as well. Though you like doesn't mm. and uh, Bloodborne as well. And they, yeah. yeah, it's def- that or at least a. A, a variation of you know the the head splitting open and turning into something a bit bigger than <laughs> than so it was intended. Snakes. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, so it's many the, it's snakes. The same idea. Um, 
and it's just that silhouette. I mean, it's it's one it's something that you think is is one thing, but it's something obviously way more terrifying. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that that was great when I was doing that part of the DLC actually, because it turned into I'd see an area full of just normal human soldiers walking around. In my mind, I go, one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> well, you're going. I knew. Hopefully, just one of these things is not like the other. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Um. Nope. Oh, and then she she finishes her comment. Um, I guess not even finishing. Um, of course, uh, a true favorite is the Mujina. They're so cute, yep. and I always love an enemy that can be defeated without fighting. If you think through the encounter, definitely. Um, yeah, those guys are pretty cool. Uh, even though they wear their scrotums on their head as a yep. hat. Hey, would we do it if we could? <laughs> Who knows. <laughs> No, no, no. Jesus. Why would you say that? (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't Uh. seem tactically sound. um, (laughs) (laughs) There's my weak spot. Don't hit me. I'll be honest. If I was walking down the street, I was thinking about like, oh, I'm I'm open to attack. <laughs> I'd be worried about other things. Uh, Welcome to Monster Do Monster, a monster tactical podcast. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, it's probably only helpful if it's going to rain. Like, oh, here's my built Yeah, true. True. Um, wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, thanks, Jake. Um, <laughs> so... So she, uh, we, we asked basically two questions: uh, what their favorite, or what someone's favorite yokai was um, in uh, Neo, and then maybe one or two that they wish had been included um, in the game. So she answers, yeah. um, her, her wish for the one that was included is the Akuro Kamui. Um, many games make you fight a giant octopus, but I feel Neo is right for a fight with one. Um, also, uh, the Kitsune or QB no Kitsune, so that's the Nine Tail um, Fox. Mm. Um, such a traditional yokai is uh, it's a shame we haven't fought one. Um, imagine a giant fight against the fox, like fighting Sif. So that would be cool. Um, Ooh, yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, take a look into the second DLC, and there could be a fun surprise. Um, <laughs> the what? Uh, the water ningyo. So this is a straw doll. Um, because I think it would be funny to be surprised attacked by a straw doll as a surprise attack <laughs> after walking by and ignoring it. So, um, which yeah, what makes it mad, right? Yeah, you ignored it. Um, or even maybe <laughs> mm. like a, a like the jizo or um, any of the stone statues. Like they just mm. look like a stone statue, but then you you ignore it and it gets angry and attacks you behind that'd be cool i mean it would obviously be annoying really really fast <laughs> because um unless it changed shape you know if it was an identifiable statue just with like a void mm. um, yeah possible. um and then the last one i mentioned uh because i could go on forever is itsumare um fighting a giant snake bird with a human face on a rooftop in a stormy sky it would be a great boss fight backdrop uh, yeah, that would be pretty cool. And there's <laughs> our there's our hope for uh, DLC three. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's that's my comment. Nice. Um, right. Okay. Uh, I've got our other bit of feedback here, which was from uh, John Gamble at ninety nine Dexterity, and John puts. To be honest, not many of the reoccurring enemies throughout the game struck out to me, so I migrated to the bosses of Neo. Although there are several fights I enjoy, Yuki Ona, uh, Ona stands head and above, shoulders above the rest. Um, mm. Is that the bat one? Is that, is uh, that no, one? it's, it's the frost lady. Ah, Snow yeah. one. You won't Snow be up one. to her yet, I don't think. No. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, I probably haven't, no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, of the rest um most neo's bosses folded under the combination of sloth and mid stance spear pokes but not little miss elsa she proved to be the most challenging fight of the game by far for me and have a soft spot for a great caster fight 
My knowledge of Japanese mythology is a bit lacking, but I would have liked to have seen Horseface implemented into Neo. I could definitely get behind a dual boss fight pitting William against Oxhead and Horseface. <laughs> Sound like, Bat- <laughs> like Batman character, bad guys here. <laughs> yeah. No, thanks for that, John. Great. Yeah. Yeah. No. yeah. no, I really enjoyed the uh, the Yuki Ona fight. Um, it's it is like he says a really great sort of caster fight, except she's also pretty good close up. So, <laughs> um, yeah, and I really like the mythology of them as well to the point where I've actually included them in one of my D and D campaigns. So, hey, nice. Yeah, they're really cool. <laughs> No sure. pun intended. God damn it. <laughs> I said that without thinking. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> yeah, there's probably a lot you could pull from these and even just inspirations. Um, oh, and absolutely. Mod- modify some of the existing uh, D&D mm-hmm. uh, monster manual. Oh, yeah. No, it's great. <laughs> yeah, so we got 100 to choose from. <laughs> so yeah, there's so many. well, yeah. that and more because they've... Yeah through popular culture um, altered mm. or added or changed um, some of these because the, the, the 100 is just a uh, yeah a um, snapshot a placeholder for many yeah. things you know there's yeah, just a, exactly. there's so many that we'll, we'll say it's 100 probably more. Um, <laughs> yeah yeah so that was the, the comments we got in um, thank, thank you very much guys yeah always yeah. appreciated well I think that wraps us up then. Mm. Anything else, anyone? Uh, I really want to finish this game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm say, talking you know, about it. Back <laughs> in and uh, yeah, finish off yeah, the last, cool. last half of the uh, the first playthrough yeah. and yeah, check definitely. out some of that DLC. Um, I, oh, there's some good stuff. The the level design, I think they um, kind of figured it out and it feels a little bit less of um, same old, same old once you get into the DLC. Mm. Cool. Yeah. Sort of. <laughs> cool. Uh well in that case, this has been Monster Dear Monster, a multi a multi podcast. Um you can find us on Twitter at Mon D Monster. Please send us in comments, criticisms, really anything. We'd love to hear from you. Uh you can find myself at night underscore twitten without a K uh on Twitter. Uh Dave, where can people find you online? I am on Twitter at Sentinot underscore plus. In the notes, <laughs> yeah, as always, as always. <laughs> and Matt, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Ninja Badger Seven, number seven. Cool, uh, excellent. We look forward to hearing from you. Uh, and as always, see you next time. Bye. <laughs> ciao, ciao.